Warning, this episode contains spoilers for all of Firefly and may contain spoilers for Buffy, Angel, Dollhouse, and other TV shows. Listen with caution. The podcast you're listening to is part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinestudios.com. Here's how it is. The Earth got a shiny TV show named Firefly, and then it got taken off the air. Group of fans, they form the brown coats, but there's still some need teaching in the ways of the verse. So, I'm Malcolm Reynolds, this here's Serenity, and we're still flying. Thank you for calling, leave me a message, please tell me what day and what month and what year it is. Cause I'm not here, no baby, I'm not home. The lights are on for sure, but maybe the occupants have flown. I'll catch you later, love, uh-oh, goodbye. Got to fly, I got to fly. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Still Flying. I've got two very lovely ladies in the house with me today. Introduce yourselves, guys. Hi, I'm Robin. I'm coming to you from Seoul, Korea. Hi, this is Nuke Chucks, and I'm coming from Canada. Ah, and this is Tabs, and I'm coming from your house. <laughs> really, I'm right behind you right now. No, I am coming from L.A. Oh, <laughs> so, a podcast is coming from within the house. <laughs> little did she know. Uh, but yeah, this is cool because we have an international coming together. It's like the Olympics, but podcast style. It's amazing. Because we're awesome. Olympics. Right. <laughs> Don't sue us, London. Uh, speaking of that, does South Korea get a lot of gold medals? Do they? I have no idea. I have no idea either. I figured that it. The only, if you the only story I heard was about that poor girl who was the fe- uh, the fencer. Oh right, I heard that story. Yeah, oh, that was sad. That was. They had sad. some fifteen year old kid keeping time, and he didn't hit the button in time, and so the other person got two seconds to hit her, and oh. so she uh, lost the gold. So sad. And then they they wouldn't accept her, um, you know, complaint or whatever. Right. The one thing I was happy about was that uh, South Korea is by themselves and not with North Korea this year. Mm, I didn't even know that. Uh, the last Olympics, they went in together. Oh. And that was a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're, this is uh, our oldies. Spoilerific. <laughs> if you have not watched the entire series, stop listening. That means you, Melanie. <laughs> No, she wouldn't listen. Uh, but we're going to be talking about Bushwhacked and our reactions to the episode and to our one solo newbie, Melanie's reactions, which that was a really hard episode for me to record and not go, oh my gosh. <laughs> you should have seen, I was like biting my tongue and, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's really interesting that you think that. You're totally right. <laughs> Well, she picked up on things that I didn't get until much later in the series and things that I didn't even notice until now. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the things that River sees in this episode. Right. Wow. (laughs) And I've seen this episode. I've watched the series so many times I can't even count. I know it's hard for me to remember what I was thinking the first time because for those of you who don't know, I do teach a class on Firefly. Mm -hmm. So I I see the episodes multiple times per week. Um, So... Yeah. Well, I remember watching this episode the first time. I remember thinking, wow, this is so much like Star Trek. 
because of the suits and the, you know, they're on a spaceship and they go into a deserted spaceship. Like, it felt like an, an Enterprise episode. It really did. The first time I watched it. felt like Alien to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember like that reaction. The two. I mean, the, the whole Rivers character just reminded me of a Star Trek plot point when I first watched it the first time because it was the whole, like, person in a box thing that I had seen before. And so I didn't yeah. really pay that much attention to River the first time I watched those series until later on. So, yeah, I thought nothing about River at this point other than she was crazy. Oh, River was one of my already one of my favorite characters. And, and the way she uh, <clears throat> the door to the other ship opens and she's standing outside and she puts her hands up to her face and she kind of smiles and says ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Freaky. And the other thing I remember is when... That Zoe is looking at the personal log and suddenly it goes to static. Boy, that scared me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I totally jumped. Yeah, I was very scared of Reavers. I remember that the first time I watched this series. I was just like, oh, they're like a boogeyman, but I think they're real. And oh. I remember thinking, gosh, are they, are they going to be aliens? And then thinking, no, this is a Josh show. There's no aliens. <laughs> um, I watched Firefly within the entire series. Within two days, I believe, mm. uh, my then boyfriend, now husband, and had got it for me for Christmas, my birthday, something like that, and um, so we each had off, and and we just watched them straight through, and so I was still close enough to the first episode to be that scared of Reavers, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 when Mal gets that look on his face, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> oh crap, and. And it's funny, I just, this just occurs to me now, but it's like, in the beginning of the show, the first few episodes at least, uh, before the movie at least, uh, the way that people react and think about Reavers are almost like the way that um, people in the Old West would think about Indians. Because mm-hmm. they didn't know enough about them. They just heard stories and were told to be scared. Right. And I don't know, there's something about Mal's knowing look and, you know, let's let's just do this and, and move on. We're just going to do this and move on and, and not try to scare anyone thing. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, it rings real true and goes more to that whole Old West in space thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. What you don't know is scarier than what you do know. Which is aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that really ties into book saying you know they can be redeemed and you know that's the whole old west idea too is oh no you know the they're not savages they're they're people and people going oh no they're they're savages they're not people and yep so that good point good point yeah but i i took that uh what he says as evidence of how much he's bought in it bought into the alliance mindset yeah, maybe, or maybe it's more—it's more. Book knows how far he's come from his past to change, so maybe he's seen Ooh. that they can. If he can change, obviously he's got a horrible backstory. For those of you who have not read the comic, um, oh, but that's only if you believe the comic. I do. <laughs> Good point, Because he's telling the story. <laughs> Oh, so, you think he's an unreliable He's an unreliable narrator. Exactly. I'm not quite <laughs> sure that the, but it, it doesn't line up properly. Right. But even if it is, you know, there's something yeah. wicked in him. Yeah. 
in his parents. Well, and there's definitely truth in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, honestly, when I finished reading that that comic, by the way, it's Shepherd's Tales for anyone who hasn't read it. Uh, totally worth getting. By the best um, Whedon ever. Zach Whedon. <laughs> I didn't know we were supposed to play favorites. Yeah. He's the youngest. It, I see. Hey. Says the youngest from a family. I'm I'm the second youngest. Who's the second youngest in the Whedons? Uh, I think it's Jed. Okay, then yay, Jed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it reminded me of the episode of Deep Space Nine where Garrick is explaining his backstory. Mm. And he tells you like five different tales. Right. And they're all wrong. Oh, which is there's what, that seed of truth tale. in them. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. true. I can see that. Um, His name is a limb, and that's about it. Right. <laughs> uh, the one rule of the doctor: the doctor always lies. Mm. How many more reference? Other uh, science fiction references? Um, <laughs> the truth is out there. <laughs> <laughs> Books just never going to tell you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but back to Melanie. Her like I was like the 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 the. The part of the episode that I was just dying and had to mute myself was when she said that that River sees the world differently than everyone else. And I'm like, oh, my God, uh. she's going to be so excited when we get to <laughs> objects in space because she's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, didn't Melanie also say something about how she thinks River reads minds? Yes. And she got the That's idea. Like really about River. She got the idea about Reavers from someone's mind. Yeah. And that this is the episode in which River becomes important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, she said something about, um, or maybe it was you, Tabs, about insanity. Yeah, I think it was you about Joss talking about insanity. About, yeah. uh, and the reason I said that was because we talked about it before in an earlier episode because she was talking about Drusilla and how Drusilla and River are very similar. Mm-hmm. Right, so what they say may not make sense, but it's always important. Right. And that was something I didn't pick up until I read an article about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, River and Drusilla are very much alike. Like, I hadn't made that connection, so... Melody's wicked smart. Yeah, she's she, she watches TV good. <laughs> <laughs> and she announced that she's now a brown coat, so yay, Melanie. Yeah, Woo-hoo. after Shindig, she said... Shindig, because we recorded Shindig already, and uh, she said, uh-huh. she, she started like, off the Shindig comes later. <laughs> Shindig's the next episode. Yeah, yeah. So she after when uh, when we started to record Shindig, it was uh, the week after we recorded Bushwhack. She mm-hmm. uh, the very first thing she tells me is, "I'm a brown coat now." You know, yep, Shindig does it every time. <laughs> That's when I became a brown coat. Shindig is a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Something else she she said that uh, made me happy was she seems to be warming up to Jane. Yes. I think it was like the last episode. She's like, I okay, maybe he's okay, you know. Um, but yeah, she's more and more liking him. I, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen when we get to Ariel and what she thinks about Jane then. Mm. That's Jack. Yes, that is Jack. Jack, you're much quieter than your brother was, but I can still hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be a podcast without a cat. No, it would not. <laughs> Sorry, podcast. I'm easily distracted. <laughs> yeah, but I cannot wait for us to get to Ariel and and see what she thinks about all that. I can't wait for that one. 
But I think by the end of the series, there's not any character that you can't, that you don't love. Even the the characters, like even Niska, mm-hmm. you know, who's who's horrible and evil, <laughs> and everybody loves him, you know. And and so I can't imagine that there's a member of the main crew that anyone who's a brown coat doesn't at the end just love. Mm-hmm. My students ask me who my favorite character is and I said well you know ask a mother who her favorite child is <laughs> <laughs> yeah can't can't be done Zoe <laughs> I love Zoe <laughs> my favorite. I, the, the, moment, on... the moment in train job where she's talking to him and says can I have your money if you die uh, that <laughs> that just sealed it for me I'm like that's how I talk like I'm very sarcastic yeah. and, you know, matter of fact, and I love it. I love Zoe. Yes, <laughs> me too. And that, of course, reminds me of something that comes up on the next episode, but in Shindig when, you know, she says she doesn't want to lock the door and yes. she's going to be horribly murdered by Jane because he wants to take control of the ship. Yes, Melanie loved that scene. I can tell you. Because <laughs> she recorded it. She loved it. Yay, spoilers. <laughs> this is a spoilerific show. <laughs> I can't wait for Melanie to go back and listen to us talk about her <laughs> when we're all done with the oh, show and the movie. You have to record her reactions. That would be great. That would be great. That it would be cool for her to record a commentary. A commentary on these episodes? <laughs> no, on, on just oh, on a, an yeah. episode, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, her immediate reactions while she's watching it. That would be fun. That would be fun. That would be fun. I could do it for Ariel. Yes. <laughs> That'd be a good episode to do for her. I was like, which episode again? Uh, Ariel. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, do some swear. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Bushwhacked, it was really interesting to talk about it because this is usually people's least favorite of the Firefly episodes. And she loved it. She really dug it. So, yeah. Wow. I love this episode. Uh, I think this episode I'm quoting all the time because of the interrogation scene. Mm -hmm. The interrogation scene is like one of my favorite interrogation scenes ever. (laughs) How they're jumping from character to character, and you know, yeah, the whole episode. My students, the whole episode. My students think this up. (laughs) Sorry, Dabs, go ahead. No, the whole episode could have been the interrogation scene, and I would have been happy. Oh yeah, just Jane drumming his fingers. My students think this episode is terrifying. Mm. They're Korean and they're easily frightened. But, yeah. I mean, there there are, it's it's very interesting because it it has a lot of the horror elements and it has a lot of things that are pretty scary. And then you bring in the fact that you're in the middle of a really and then the government is getting in your way. Right. And they're and being making stupid. it worse. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the guy from Melrose Place won't listen to you because <laughs> he's out on his first tour. Right. <laughs> Him and his officious sniffing. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and and th- this episode, by the way, brings up one of my favorite terms. From from the verse, which is purple bellies. Purple bellies. Yeah. I, I love that term. And he acts like such a purple belly. 
Poor guy. He's just trying to do his job, and he has no clue. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, remember, Simon didn't believe in Reavers in the first episode either. Right. Hmm. You know, most people in the core world are not going to be dealing with Reavers, so they really do think that it's a bunch of mumbo-jumbo. It's like, uh, you know, what we think of farmers who say that they've been probed by aliens. Right. Well, I always go back to that idea, like, just how... I would love to see more of the core. Um, maybe talk about this in Shindig a little bit. Just, mm. you know, it, for me, it's like, it's like, okay, it's like New York City in the 30s and the hills of West Virginia, like it has to be that kind of disconnect between cultures and people and things like that. Just, uh, yeah, that's, that's nice. You backwards, crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you say Peace Corps? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I do enjoy this episode. Uh, I don't, I always forget that the interrogation scene is in this episode. I don't know why. Uh, and Melanie, I talked about that. It feels like two episodes put together. It does. Yeah. It feels like there are two sections of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she mentioned that it was like two episodes. Yeah, and it it really is. Yeah, because it would have well. been it would have been a huge story in itself just to find this dude and deal with him. Yeah, and then guess what? You have more problems. Well, Reynolds. and and the funny thing is, um, you know, they 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 bring everything out of their smuggling holds mm-hmm. and um and melanie actually commented i think yeah she commented how she thought it was like the millennium falcon and that they were just gonna hide simon and river on there it was on the her. floor or yeah, something. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and and i like that it came so close to that right. but then it was like yeah no 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 or not star wars <laughs> um but that you know yeah, he's a smuggler, but he also knows that he has to play within the law. Right. Like, a smuggler doesn't mean that you get to just do whatever you want and you can ignore the law. They have Well, to, also remember don't. that putting putting the Alliance goods out in plain sight is yes. a distraction. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and, and Mal played it very well. Um, but I just, I, I don't know, it was, a, it was very interesting... And I know that when I watched it the first time, I was like, how? Where are they going to put them? Where are they going to I never guessed that they put, would put them on the outside. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, either. Though, looking back, I should have thought, it like, well, that's why we had spacesuits, even though we yeah. didn't need them. Like, that was, you know. Oh, my gosh. It's the gun on the mantle. Exactly. <laughs> show me a gun on the mantle if you're not going to use it in Act 3. Um, yeah. But, but. Uh, I was going to say that, you know... It, the the Mal Han Solo thing is really interesting because I think part of the greatness of Mal is he's older than Han Solo mm-hmm. is, and mm-hmm. so you get this cunning like, is he? Yeah, Mal's supposed oh, yeah, to be Mal's like supposed to be in his fifties. Yeah, fifties. Wait, um, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Fillion was way too young then. <laughs> yeah, Kaylee's well, you know, it's, it's, it's the future. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Well. All right. One thing that I have to say is, because I watch Castle, mm-hmm. every time I put the Firefly DVDs in, I'm like, <laughs> oh my so gosh, you're so young, <laughs> yeah. and I don't get that from Doctor Horrible. Watch him as a Joey Buchanan, and then 
Then tell me how yeah. young he looks. <laughs> or two guys, a girl in a pizza place, or a blast from the past, right, or right. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, as Mal, he just looks really, really young. Right, <laughs> like fifty, yeah. mm-hmm. really? Yeah. Damn! If if that's what fifty-year-olds look like in the future, <laughs> let's all be. 50. How old's his book? Yeah. Imagine <laughs> how old Inara is. Right. Sounds good to me. Or that counselor that she was with. Mm-hmm. She must be really old. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but, you know, Turns out Kaylee's really 40. <laughs> no, she's 16. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? She's the young... yep. Yeah, she's 16. River's four... Or, no, 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 no. River is supposed to be 16. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a little bit. 16. Uh, and Kaylee, Kaylee is a couple of years older. Yeah. Kaylee joined when she was 16. I think that's what the deal is. Yeah. Yeah. And River was 14 when she contacted Simon about getting out of the academy. Right. Or what? No, when she joined. Yeah, when she joined. I see. We're off see, task. Now I'm all blown away. <laughs> I, ages, that's my why, goodness. That's why he, in the pilot he goes, I'm a mean old man. Because he is. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I thought he was being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, so my mind's blown. Um, but uh, one thing I wanted to say about the whole, one last thing about uh, having them on the outside is ever since this episode, I now think that's a great place to hide people. <laughs> <laughs> Put them on the outside of the ship. Put them on the outside of the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because nobody's actually looking at the outside. Right. Well, yeah, thinking, you look inside I was thinking if this was Star Trek, you guys would be totally screwed <laughs> because... There'd be sensors, and we could say, oh, there's two life signs on the outside of the ship. This mm. is true. This mm. is true. <laughs> and everybody would go, that was a dumb place to hide you. Sorry. But if this were Star Trek, they'd know that there was one life sign on board before they went on. True. Very true. And if this were Star Trek, um, they'd be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> this were Star Trek, we'd never see these guys. No. No. We'd be seeing oh, Melrose Place guy and as he uh, makes his way up the ranks. Right. <laughs> like, oh, these darn smugglers. <laughs> and then you go, yeah, those darn smugglers. <laughs> how he learns oh, how to sniff. Those maquis? Yeah, I can't stand them. <laughs> Always mucking things up. <laughs> oh, we're so geeky. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Five minutes since the last Star Trek reference. <laughs> well, there's a big Star Trek convention going on right now, so I, I approve. Oh, well, isn't there always during it's con season in, at some yeah, point? Yeah, it's the one in Vegas. Oh, that one, yeah. It's a pretty big one. Uh, but back to Firefly. Yeah, Please Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're dealing with too hardcore, like... I was born in the womb a Star Trek fan because of my father, so... Um, I had to discover it independently, but to give reference, I met my husband in a Star Trek chat room. <laughs> uh, I really, for this episode, watching it again and, and talking to Melanie about it again, I, for some reason, I had never thought of River being that big of a deal in this episode. Yeah, yeah. For me, this is like Captain Mal's episode, like, and she kept talking about River, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see that. But for me, this is like the episode where I really realized that he's a captain, like, mm-hmm. a leader leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I, it's interesting you say that because I listened to the episode with Melanie mm-hmm. and then I watched Bushwhacked and I was paying more attention to River. I really was. I was looking for everything that she saw, and I was like, oh, man, that girl's smart. <laughs> River and River's feet. Yes. Yeah. Josh, my husband... Josh is obsessed with River's feet. My husband has a theory about River's feet, actually. He believes that when she's barefoot, she's all delicate and dancer-like mm-hmm. and, and mind-reading. Mm. And when she wears boots is when she beats people up and shoots things blind. (laughs) And she's a warrior in boots and soft and gentle in bare feet. You wouldn't want to wear no shoes when you're beating people up and kicking them in the head. (laughs) I don't know. She was wearing boots and safe. She almost got burned. True. But that's because she was out in the hills. You don't want to step on anything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I think she knew... Safe is one of my favorite episodes. I think she knew that Mal and all them were coming. Yeah, she said, Daddy, oh, yeah. I'm home soon. Mm-hmm. You know, so she, she didn't mean... She didn't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, she didn't mean her father. She right. meant Mal. Mal is their father. I mean, like, right. it's funny because Simon thinks of his family mm-hmm. um, and his mom and his dad a lot, it seems to me. And River seems like she doesn't even have parents anymore. Because she knows. I think she knows yeah. that they're never going to... They don't care anymore. Save her. Yeah. Yeah. Her family, Simon. Yep. Um, and the crew. Yeah. And But it's such a fun parallel to, to Drusilla again because yeah. she calls Angel Daddy. And yes, Daddy she does. I just think that's terribly, terribly sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on Fangirls, squeal a lot. <laughs> Daddy's home. <laughs> Which, of course, makes me think about Veronica Mars. Never say that again. <laughs> You've been a very, very bad daddy. <laughs> can I take the Mal, Daddy? <laughs> you can have Angel. I'll take Mal. <laughs> yeah, but not David Boreanaz. That guy cannot shut up. <laughs> I caught the very end of the bones panel and I'm like, just just be quiet and be pretty. <laughs> Please stop talking. <laughs> I've I've not seen him in panel, but I did have Nathan Fillion call in on a panel. Oh, that's funny. Uh, at Halcon, it was there, the Geeks versus Nerds podcast mm-hmm. was doing a live show and it was who's the better rogue smuggler, Mal Reynolds or Han Solo. And he had the people from MST3K on one side and their local geeks on the other side. And well, Nathan Fillion called in. <laughs> Take great. a guess who won. Um, <laughs> Harrison Ford lost the number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't care. <laughs> and so I'll I'll say that that hearing Nathan Fillion talk was uh, much better than David Boreanaz because I haven't heard him talk yet. <laughs> he he's great. He's one of those people that he thinks that I don't know. There's there's certain actors that know how to to talk on a panel, mm-hmm. and you know, know okay, I'm going to give my answer. I'm going to give you a good in depth, and then it's somebody else's turn to talk. David just like he tells these really long involved 
stories and you're like okay let's get oh yeah 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 this is really interesting but it stopped being interesting 10 minutes ago 15 minutes ago (laughs) i've seen certain people do that on panels too (laughs) it's always a little if if you've been if the room goes quiet and you still have the microphone you've been talking too long right I love, whenever I see Adam Baldwin on a panel, I love him because he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have a gun. <laughs> but no. that can be frustrating, too, because imagine if the panel was filled with Adam Baldwins. <laughs> okay, but it has wait, to be, it has to be let's good... enjoy the picture of that for a minute. <laughs> I'm picturing him in, like, every role I've ever seen. All right, now we'll move on. People like Adam Baldwin. <laughs> yes. He's like, he's like there, like his younger self as the bodyguard and yeah. Jane and Casey from Chuck and, <laughs> and Daybreak. And, and don't forget uh, uh, Animal Mother. That's right. That would be hilarious. <laughs> 3D, why have you not happened yet? Technology. Give me multiple Adam Baldwins. <laughs> All right, we're uh, getting into questionable territory now. <laughs> I thought we already were. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Firefly. It's a good little show. uh, What are your favorite parts from the interrogation scene? Wash. I mean, Wash is just freaking hilarious. Have you ever... I bet he he went on and on and on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about not shutting up. (laughs) (laughs) I bet Alan Tudyk was just there for, you know, hours. Like, oh, wait, I have a better ad lib line. This one. <laughs> Can I see the outtakes on that? Right. I want all the raw footage from that interrogation scene. The DVDs just don't have enough extras. Mm. You really should have just that. <laughs> I was pre-thinking about DVD extras, really. That show. And now... Yeah. Now some of the featurettes that they do are just dumb. I'm like, oh, oh, just give me funny things. Yeah, I don't understand some of the, the concepts between DVD features. But uh, I did like on the Firefly set, the, they've got some of the casting, the mm-hmm. screen test and yeah. stuff. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's on the movie where uh, they all just decide to use Summer as a curse and then... <laughs> they manufactured bloopers. <laughs> All right, grab that kid that looks like baby Jesus, put him up on there, and Shepard Book, he was our friend. He belongs on the front. <laughs> yes, that's one of the best bloopers ever. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that. My friends actually got that. They thought it was funny. I didn't expect them to, but. Oh, yeah? yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I can't remember if it was uh, the movie or the show um, when Nathan and Joss are hugging and Nathan says, I think we need a new Joss. They all go, oh. <laughs> I don't know that one. I think it's the movie. I think it is the movie. The movie. Yeah. Okay. It's not in the bloopers. It's in one of the little featurettes. Yeah. Oh, okay. It might be. Anyway, the, so yeah. The Serenity. The collective May, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The the um the interrogation scene, as I said, many times. Just love. <laughs> I think Wash is possibly the best. Um But the Jane thing is funny too. Just Yeah. Just cutting back to Jane saying absolutely nothing. 
Yep. And um, the 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 Zoe just being all hard, you know, name rank serial number. Right. <laughs> We're very private people, and then all of a sudden you see Wash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kaylee not even answering questions, just right. arguing about uh, uh, what's important to her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Although it's funny, I always think there's a scene from I think it's from Psych. I don't remember what it's from. There's another uh, scene from another show that I always think is in this one. and there, Or is it from this one? See, now I'm all confused. Anyway, where somebody's being quiet through the entire thing, doing the Jane thing, and there's somebody constantly looking in with, like, uh, a doctor's reflecty thingy on his head. And then at the end of the uh, interrogation, the person who didn't say anything finally says, okay, that guy's starting to creep me out. I think that is from Psych. Okay, so that is psych. All right, that's yeah, not ringing a bell. <laughs> and I don't know why, but I always think that that's in here, and because I'm waiting funny, for Jane to say it. Yeah, because it's a funny interrogation scene, so you you yeah. melded them together. <laughs> yeah, I think that oh, thank goodness I had a psych expert. <laughs> in case you're not listening, psychanalysis. It's another great podcast with uh, oh. Dan and Heidi. Uh, but I, other, beside the, the, um, I mean, there's just so much humor in this episode and I never think of Tim Minear's scripts being super funny, but like the whole thing about getting jumped by the guy and he looked bigger. <laughs> oh, that was so <laughs> bigger when I couldn't see him. Mm-hmm. That's a great line. <laughs> and the, and them pranking. Simon with the, you know, with Jane's pranking Simon in the spacesuit, and you've got it on backwards. Yep. <laughs> um, and even the beginning with the with the game and and Wash being all, we're gonna die. <laughs> Little Kaylee's always one man short, right? Yeah. Yes. There's just a lot of funny jokes in this episode, and I always think of it as the scary episode of, and I forget that it's funny. The we're all gonna die quote is constantly set around this house. Oh my gosh, what could it be? <laughs> Who's flying this thing? Oh, right, me. <laughs> I The more I watch Firefly, now that I'm thinking about being a geek, and, you know, the more I think about being a geeky girl, the more I watch Firefly, especially if it's been a while since I've watched the episodes, I'm like, oh, my goodness, do I quote this show a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not really another show, like, Buffy I do quite <laughs> quite a bit, but not as much as Firefly, I think. Like, Buffy's more like situational things, like, well, it could be worse. There could be bunnies. You know, like, <laughs> those kind of jokes that are in-jokes. Your logic does not resemble our Earth logic. Right. Or, I wear the cheese. It does not wear me. <laughs> yeah, and that's that one just confuses most people. <laughs> There's, like, maybe five people in the world that get that one. <laughs> we were at Comic-Con, and, and somebody was talking about their costume, and I go, I wear the cheese. It does not wear me. And they didn't get it. And I was very sad that they did not get it, but Kim laughed, so that was all that mattered. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, Firefly is definitely quotable. Um, I feel that a lot of the quotes work itself into everyday life, mm-hmm. but also I'm, I just, I don't know, maybe it's from listening to podcasts or whatever, but I have so many of the quotes in my head, mm-hmm. you know, um, Probably from the signal because they're always using quotes, right? Right. 
uh, on back in the early days of computers, I used to have sound clips play randomly because I was one of those annoying people. Right. And when you'd start up the computer and have some right. weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. And I used to like sabotage my mom's work computer. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I went in, her sounds changed. And oh. So um, back then, you know, Firefly hadn't been out, but uh, there were other quotes that I just know from all of those days of putting um, sound clips into computers that when after I watched Firefly, I went and I searched out all these quotes and I saved the wave files, and I'm like, wait, but I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I maybe saving the I don't know. It's just the language of the show is so infectious. The, yeah. the way of saying things. The, the I mean, I say Gorama all the time. And oh, there's, there's a, a a real estate uh, firm here. <laughs> Called Goram. I just saw it today and I was like, uh, do they know their name's a curse? <laughs> That's great. You go up to him. Um, I'm really offended <laughs> by the title of your business. <laughs> it's a misspelled curse. <laughs> Futuristic Chinese. Oh my goodness. All right. Favorite quotes from this episode? Oh, shoot. You look bigger when I couldn't see them. <laughs> That's a good one. Have you ever been with a warrior woman? I, I absolutely love, it's not a funny quote, but I absolutely love when they come off of the spaceship and, and River wants to go back. <laughs> Dude, that was my backup. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go again. Let's go again. Yeah. She just, just pure joy in her delivery of that line. I just love it. <laughs> well, and I think I also really like uh, when they're out on the hull of the spaceship and she's just got this look of wonder and she's mm-hmm. staring out into the stars and then Simon and looks out and she's like, oh! <laughs> uh, I think, I just think of, whenever I see that scene, I just think, immediately I think, what would River have been like if she had not gone to the Academy? Like, what kind of person would she have been on the core? And how much could she have changed the world with her brilliance and curiosity and love of things? Like, like yo, core, you really screwed up everything by destroying Where this did person. That? Hmm? I mean, because I, I, I wonder if she had a normal progression and didn't see the horrors of the core and didn't see the horrors of, of, of the Alliance, would she have been able to make changes or would she have just, well, believed that they were there because everything was good and, you know, much like Inara voted for unification, things like that. Well, remember in the movie, she says that uh, people don't like to be meddled with and we mm-hmm. meddle. Mm-hmm. So even as a kid, she knew the alliance was not necessarily a good thing yeah yeah but she was she was i mean i took from that 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 was part of her being in the academy i didn't think of that as an actual memory from her youth maybe i'm wrong but i just thought that that's what was going on in her head while they were doing some of the experiments and she was flashing back and forth i don't know doesn't she say that in the i guess we can't now really yeah I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, 
I think I think she I mean she's so brilliant I think she would have figured it out even if she hadn't been the subject she would have because if she would have gotten into anything anything science related or whatever she would have seen what the alliance was doing and she would have been anti it <laughs> probably probably I don't know I just I I wonder you know because there's something about the fact that she her development stopped right she was not able to develop like a normal teenager does. Yeah. And I feel like because of that, she was able to retain this childhood wonder, mm-hmm. which really sucks because it also means that she's in a constant hell. Right. Um, you know, the, 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 the concept of she feels everything that we find out in Ariel, um, that she can't not feel everything. Yeah. Uh, She's much more empathetic to the world around her, much more caring um, because of these horrible experiments. And I'm not saying that it's made her a good person. I'm just saying that there's no way to tell what she would have been like had she gone through normal development. And if if the normal society blinders would have formed or not. And I don't know. I wonder. Oh, River. One can only hope Something that we'll this is know. the good that came from the evil, you know? Right. And I think that's a good that's a good message to have. I know that a lot of people who've gone through trauma or, or you know, multiple personalities because of a trauma or things like that really connect with River and she gives yeah. them hope. And I think that's one of the cool things about Joss Whedon shows is there's broken people on it that can still give you inspiration and really good yep. no absolutely you know it's it's interesting um that you mentioned that speaking of people with trauma and joss sweden's work um there's quite a few people that i i've that i know who it's been suggested to them to help them with trauma to watch his shows mm-hmm. which i just thought was really interesting i was like wait what you want them to watch buffy <laughs> Well, I mean, there's that that girl that shared on Kim's podcast, the Upside Down Way to Happy Land, that Buffy saved her from committing suicide. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, it's just amazing. It's one of the reasons I love this show. The more that I hear from fans, like, they're, they're so much deeper than... I try to think about other shows, and yeah, sure, there's screwed up people, but you never... You never feel like they're real. It's like, oh, their problems will be fixed by the end of the episode. It'll be fine. Mm. Or it's not a big deal. It's not. It's not a life changing thing. They went through trauma, but you know, they're still. Yeah, it's all good. They were kidnapped. They'll be okay. They'll right. get over it. <laughs> <laughs> and more. And Which more is what happens on other shows. Right. More and more. Next week, time. no one will even remember this. Right. Yeah. They've been trying to pull it in, like more and more the TV shows I see them trying to attempt it you know uh, I was thinking about about that with the um, the firm the 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 wife gets kidnapped and she's obviously changed because of that uh, in the show sorry spoilers if you didn't know that in the firm don't watch it yeah I'm, I'm telling the audience <laughs> my parents are watching it so I I paid attention because there's a bunch of really cool actors in it um but I'm like, what's well, So this show doesn't have Tom Cruise in it? No. <laughs> no. No Sorry. crazy Tom. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it has um, a red shirt, red dress girl from Battlestar, Trisha Helfer, however you say her name. Um, so I was like, oh, that's red dress, sick. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, you know, they're trying to do it, but I'm like, but that's a psychological thriller, the firm is. It, you know, I want that more in regular life. I don't want the reset button every episode. I always think mm. with, with sitcoms especially, I'm like, you, but you learned this lesson 35 times. <laughs> Stop being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still some of that in Joss's shows, but not nearly as much as in other shows. Mm. Um and I, I do think that, you know, like you said, it, it the characters continue to grow and you see how something that happened in season one still affects somebody in season six. Right. And and it affects their personality. And also, you know, like you said, how they can move on from the trauma. And it's not just, okay, just put it out of my mind. No, generally they have to deal with it. And and you know, we see that even in Firefly, we see that a lot. We see that with Mal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mal's got a huge chip on his shoulder from the war, and he says in this episode that the war's over, right? And he's just folk now, right? But the truth of the matter is, you know, much like Melrose Place guy said, yeah, it's not really over for you. Mm-hmm. You know, he wouldn't be so upset at Book for bringing up religion if he didn't, you know, lose his faith in Serenity Valley. Um, he wouldn't. There's he so wouldn't many things that he wouldn't for do. A alliance friendly bar in U Day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's so many things that he holds on to from the war. I mean, all the way up into the movie. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like about it is he's as much progress and growth that he makes. He's never 100 percent better. And in the movie, we see, you know, uh, River throws up and she says that she's fine and she's all better. But then she's still talking crazy when they're about to fly away. So, you know that, yeah, there's still some stuff going on, but she's been able to deal with a big piece of it. And again, in order for her to be able to move on, she had to deal with it. She had to let the world know about Miranda. Which is. I think she had to know what it was in her head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. It's like with with therapy and so forth, you 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 can't block something out. You've like you said you have to know what it is. You have to analyze every detail. You've you've got to, you know, it's got to hurt before it can heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's that's really cool. And speaking of that, so we learned that the Pax is what made reverse but in this episode, Reavers made another Reaver. I know, right? <laughs> so I wonder, is this the way that Reavers procreate? procreate? That's been the theory <laughs> that, that, um, that the trauma, that, that because, you know, obviously Reavers have to die at some point. Yeah. And they've been, you know, they've been shot by other people and people are killing them, so... Uh, and they have a bunch of ships for one planet. So. Yeah, there's so much SOD about Reavers. I mean, how how can they be so savage and cannibalistic, etc., and still pilot a ship? Right. And they try to how can that survive with... in the radiation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
So you'd think that their attrition would be pretty high. Mm-hmm. And how many new reavers do they make in this manner? I mean, was this intentional, accidental? Mm-hmm. Did they just get full and decide not to eat him? Right. Or did they not see him? Well, remember, uh, Mel said that he was probably forced to watch what they were doing to the other people. Right, but he... That, that's what made him that way. Yeah. Yeah, and, I wonder, and did they... they have the wherewithal to, like... Like Zoe says that, you know, they'll skin you alive and wear you as clothes. Do they have the wherewithal to, like, tan people? Like, do they have enough <laughs> mental capacity to know how to do that? <laughs> I'm not sure that they wear you as clothes meant that they would tan your hide. I, I think they'd just, you know, say, oh, I like that piece of skin. Here we go. Well, I'm going to yeah, use your yeah. scalp as my arm plate, you know? Right. Yeah. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief that you you just have to hand wave. Right. But I wonder, uh, especially like, because we never do find out. No. But the no, packs, the packs, the only thing that they say about the packs is that it in that it increases your your aggressor response. Aggress- yeah. response. So there is the possibility that these people are mentally acute enough. You know, obviously when you're when you're pumped with adrenaline, your brain function goes down. You know, your reasoning skills mm-hmm. go down, but they still probably have enough acumen around them to to be, you know, some kind of hunter pack mentality where they could yeah. pilot ships. You know, obviously, well, there's, nothing, our, our, uh, there's nothing left. Our Sunny Roads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our Sunny Roads episode. <laughs> Maybe not that much <laughs> acumen. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, um, I also wonder if they. They left this guy, like, that there's a a gestational period. Like, they left him on the ship, and when he was reaver ready, he would take they the ship. They were going to come back. Well, or he would come find them. Yeah, I don't know, because they left that bomb, that booby trap on the ship. Yeah, mm-hmm. if anybody uh, hooked up. Right. So that's another thing. Like, they have enough mental acuity to leave a booby trap. Yeah. That's another thing. When I first saw that, I thought... Is that a monster? No, it can't be. Yeah, never mind, never mind. Yeah, I thought it was like <laughs> some kind of alien. Tentacles. Tentacle-y thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's they, you know, obviously they they had not fleshed out the Reavers enough. And this is Joss's problem. He also did not flesh out vampires enough <laughs> 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 to know every little detail about them <laughs> and make it all Indirect logical. Indirect sunlight can't hurt. Him. <laughs> sometimes it can. Gax. S. S. O. D. Yes, Robin has made it onto this podcast. The other Robin. Hello, potentials. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't listen to some of the quotes we said earlier. Oh, they they know better. <laughs> the beginning of the show says if you haven't watched all of Buffy and Angel and you should not be listening to this podcast. <sighs> yes. Okay, so hello potentials in what did they say? Four years? Four years. <laughs> and potential <laughs> listeners. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, bushwhacked. Another another moment of SOD. Um Melanie mentioned something about why doesn't the ship smell like the bodies? I did. 
Oh, you did. Yeah, and and I just that I just, bothers me about that episode. Yelled into the air. Sod people. Sod. <laughs> <laughs> they're hanging the bodies like meat. I mean, that's why they're hanging. Yeah. It's meat locker. Yes. You know. I think and, I could have uh, helped with that just a little if they, you know, if the temperature of the ship was cold or something. You know? When they, they go over to take the bodies down, yeah. they're, they've got surgical masks over their faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I figured that was for toxins. You know, dead dead corpses can make you sick. So that's why you have surgical masks on. It, it's just the mystery writer in me who goes, dead bodies stink. <laughs> Please, yeah. make dead body stink. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's it's definitely a good one. I mean, and then uh, it's one of those things that if somebody doesn't do it in the in the medium, you know, in the story, in the in the movie, in the TV show, and then somebody points it out, you are then going to notice it from then on. Every time, <laughs> it's like every time I see somebody cock their shotgun right. and no shell fall out, and somehow they still have ammo in. I'm like, oh. <laughs> How does that work? Okay, I admit, I admit, I count bullets. Yes, I yeah. do. Yes, that is a big thing in our family is counting bullets. And then they're like, "We have four rounds left," and we're like, "No, you don't. <laughs> you use them all." I think, I think, Dirty Harry got a lot of people counting bullets. Mm-hmm. But for me, the thing that drives me crazy is, uh, and and again, my husband has has ruined it for me um is how many times did somebody take the safety off their gun mm. in one scene mm. like what are you doing what <laughs> stop that <laughs> cocking a shotgun okay you're out of ammo now <laughs> you know i do love there are some crime shows where you'll see the people come up to the crime scene and they'll yeah. put that you know vicks under their noses i'm like yay i'm so happy for you guys <laughs> like i'm like unbelievably <laughs> happy that you did something that shows uh, this is gross. Like, there is one episode of CSI where the body was just, like, you know, CSI, the body's usually disgusting. This was just, like, super duper disgusting. And one of the texts comes up and she's going to throw up. And the guy goes, smile, grin really, really big. That, that, that closes your gag reflex. And I'm like, yay, I love you. <laughs> okay, that's cool. You did it right. <laughs> that's true. So next time you feel like you're going to throw up, grin really, really big because it helps control your gag relax <laughs> that's a that's a good tip mm-hmm. um i silence of the lambs they put the stuff under uh, the mm-hmm. that was yep. the first one yeah first one yeah mm-hmm. and um there's another show i can't remember or a movie i can't remember what it was but somebody came up it was somebody came up to a body and then just started puking mm. they thought they were going to be you know able to look at the body and then they just turned and started puking i can't remember what it's from but i just remember thinking that was awesome yeah <laughs> I, saw, I think I saw that on the closer. They did that. He's like, oh, "You're gonna be okay, right?" It was like some new person. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And he's like, "Whoa." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what it was? It was Rizzoli and Isles. It was her brother. Rizzoli's brother comes up to the scene, and he's like, "I'll be fine. You know, I'm. You know, I'm cool. I'm a cool guy." And he pukes all over the body, and then they're upset because he puked all over the body. <laughs> That's hysterical. What's what's Rizzoli and Isles? Angie from Law and Order back in the day. She has a show huh? on TNT called Resilient ah, Miles. Yeah, it's really, okay. it's really, really good. Sorry, I've been without TV signal for a year. <laughs> Way yeah. behind. I, we have no cable. I just... Oh. Internet. I live in Korea. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, yeah. And so you don't even get to like, uh, you know, go to, go to the internet websites and so forth. Me, I'm like, I live in Canada, so I have no access to Hulu like Tabs does. (laughs) I'm in Korea. I don't get anything. (laughs) Yes, we were having this. I sometimes get things from my uncle Nefarious. Ah. What did you think of Melanie's predictions? She said something about, um, I, I wrote a note, and now I can't understand what I said, um, about the academy. How, and then I say, I've got here, River can't tell real from unreal. Mm-hmm. How does River know about the Reavers? Yes. Mm-hmm. She, she said that, um, that's, that's what I was saying earlier, that, that her thing was either, either Reaver, either, either Reaver. Either River has experienced the Reavers, but then she's like, but I don't think that's possible. Um, or she's, when she's in the Academy, she heard about the Reavers, or she mind-read somebody's mind and found out. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, she also mentioned about Simon and River are going to get caught. Yes. That's another point. And I said, I <laughs> And I liked her ideas <laughs> for Jane, like, if Jane didn't, didn't um, turn them in, like... He's going to have to fall in love with River, um, you know, think of her as a person rather than a, a liability. I like that idea. But yeah. she's, she's almost convinced that Jane's going to turn them in. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it's stuff like that that makes me surprised more people haven't said, uh, this girl's watched this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's dead on. <laughs> well, I think but. the... I I knew that Jane was going to turn him in. Yeah. That was such a big, like. Well, you knew that from the first episode, blinker. right? Yeah, that was. But the other. Yeah, yeah at least you knew had to know it was a, re- a possibility. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was that was an obvious like. Don't show me the gun if you're not going to use it. You know, that was an obvious plot point. Uh, I don't think I got the mind reader thing until Objects in Space. Yeah, I I thought that I wasn't sure how how Joss would get away with it and still be within the realms of reality, like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not go into fantasy? Not go into fantasy or magic or, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, what did you think, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> he has to put his two cents in. He really it takes is. my students a while to figure out that she's a mind reader. Mm-hmm. They I think just... that she can tell the future. And I have to explain to them, you know, there's no, there is no evidence of that whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I, but that I she just, feels things happening. And I think in Ariel, I thought that maybe she was a mind reader, but I dismissed it because I was like, no, we have no, you know, no mystically, you know, or fringe sciencey kind of things at this point. Because I didn't know what the Reavers were, obviously, at that point. <laughs> so I wasn't thinking, you know, I think I dismissed it. Um, I just thought that she was hyper aware, like, you know, those people that are really smart and they can kind of predict human behavior. I thought that's what she was. Intuition. Yeah. Or they based on observation. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, kind of like Endgame, which is an awesome show. And I'm really sad now that I've watched it. (laughs) Cause you got to the end of the game. Oh, oh, it hurts me. Why cancel shows that are so great? Um, but yeah, he's a chess player and he can, he can predict human behavior. So I thought it was kind of like that. Mm. But. Yeah. So her, her predictions are pretty, pretty cool. 
Yeah. Uh, pretty spot on for a lot of them. Uh, I, you know, I don't think she's said anything completely outlandish though. Mm-mm. For like, like she's not so far off the reservation for any of her predictions. What sh- what did she speculate about Inara? I have a note here, but I don't have specifics. Um, just that she wanted to know more about her. Um, like, why is she, why is she with Serenity? If mm. if she's such, uh-huh. I think. Why she- do you guys think Inara is with Serenity? <laughs> well, I'm writing a backstory about it based on tips, hints that we've heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think her deal is. Um, I don't know if you know. Did you know that that they let out that she's dying? Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I always thought was happening. Right. Okay. So I, I didn't know that. Yes. When did that get let out? Um, she was at a panel, at, a, at a con. Yeah, at a con, and uh. she got tired of people asking her, so she asked Joss if she could tell people, and he said yes. So. I think possibly that she. Um, was undergoing some kind of treatment, which was not approved. Ooh. Yeah, I think. I had to leave. I think it's part of that because that's when she goes when she goes to Ariel and she has her checkup. I think that's part of her uh, getting treatment. I also think it's mm. it's the. I think she had a crisis moment where you know your whole life's been set out for you, and mm-hmm. you find out you're you're dying, and you know what do you really want out of life? Do you want this gilded cage of being head priestess at whatever yeah. that means um, or do you want some kind of adventure in your life and see the world I think that's what she really wants and then when she met Mao um, she said well I kind of want his life but not really you know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's a very conflicted person I think I want the adventure and the gilded cage right yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and the other thing is she didn't want to be tied to anyone because she knows that she's dying. Right. You know, she's like, yeah. she, she, no she, complications. She can't think of a future with people. Right. Well, because think, she knows she won't be there. I think part of that is her, you know, that kind of beautiful geisha woman, mm-hmm. um, show no weakness, show no heart, you know, like, she doesn't want people to see her deteriorate and and be in pain. Like she wants every moment of her life to be that beautiful reflection of what she believes in her life. Right. And right. To show that to other people I think would be really hard for her. No. Yeah. But then she's conflicted because now she has a home on the ship and people that she loves and so she's back in the soup, so she leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Well, and I I wonder what seeing the crew and seeing everybody deal after Wash's death. Mm. I wonder what that would do for her. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, even at the end, and I know we're going way past uh, Bushwhack. Sorry, people. <laughs> but even at the end of uh, the movie, you know, she says... That she doesn't know what she wants and she doesn't know if she wants to be there or whatever. She just doesn't know. You know, and Mal's like, well, that's a good thing. And I think I think it'd be very interesting to see, does she indeed, is she indeed able to stay and allow herself to connect with these people knowing that she'll be dying? Mm-hmm. And knowing that, yeah, they'll, it'll be hard, but they'll move on. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, part of my problem with Inara has always been if, you know, like, it doesn't seem the typical I'm dying kind of, like, reaction. Mm. Because, you know, here she is. She's still working. She's still... Yep. You know, other than being with the ship, she's doing her life as it's always been. Yeah. Like I think it. that this has been an issue for her for a long time. Mm. So you think it's like long enough for her who knows? Mm-hmm. Long yeah. enough for her to be in that I'm dealing with it phase. Mm. Um so I, I don't I don't think, for example, that she found out and then immediately signed on with Serenity. Yeah. I think she knew for a long time. And then, for whatever reason, decided that she wanted to leave where she was and do something different or whatever. Well, since Melanie doesn't have any crazy out there theories, I'm just going to throw one just because I don't think it's true, but I think it'd be really funny. But if companions are not are, are much like Reavers, not what we thought, but actually genetically engineered so that they will die once they hit like 40 replicants yes something like that <laughs> except like um yeah yeah the basically i mean well who wants an old companion what ha- what happens to an old companion have we ever they seen an elderly companion yeah but how old were they well to and tastes run the gamut you know there were there are fat companions and male companions we don't know yeah because because you know um anara acts as a a, a a companion teacher you know so it's like well and are were those uh, high priestesses actually the the ones that were regular companions, or have they been living forever? Anyway, so that's my out there crackpot theory that I don't actually believe. The spice must flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my theory is that it's a very geisha style <laughs> life. <laughs> I'm sorry, my husband just said from the other room, like yogurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yogurt's like cheese. You just scrape off the green part. So you just scrape the green part off of Vanara and she's still good? Uh, uh, (laughs) That is the most disturbing podcast visual ever. (laughs) Well, that's why, why she lost her hair for V. Oh, I'm sorry, Marina. We love you, Marina. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is this is no coming back from that. There's no, just no, none, none at all. <laughs> uh, so, so bushwhacked. Good episode, yeah. Melanie. Amazing. Yes, that's my my favorite part about the these intro shows is is uh, the predictions and the guesses. I was thinking the other day, I, I'm writing a, a memoir about my life called Confessions of a TV Fangirl. And I was thinking, I cannot explain to anybody who's, you know, of the on-demand generation how upset I was when Pretender got pushed off the air because Princess Di crashed. Like, mm-hmm. you do not understand. This show did not repeat. There was no yeah. way I was going to see it again. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you have no idea how upset I was. <laughs> And it was a show that I could not miss an episode of because then I'd be totally lost the next episode. And I was like, but, you know, now it's like, oh, 
Just watch it on Hulu tomorrow. <laughs> Find it online. Download it today. You know, $1.99 on iTunes. A friend of mine was uh, saying the other day how he was watching television with his daughter. And his daughter said, I have to go to the bathroom. Pause it. Mm. And he's like, we're watching TV. I can't pause it. <laughs> so she brought him the remote. Mm-hmm. Pointed to the pause button. He hit pause and it paused. Right. And then with a smug little look on her face, she left. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Look what I can do. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, you could have done that for a long time. That's right. why your daughter looked at you like you're stupid. Right. But I understand that because it's like, look what I can do. I can record yeah. two things at once. <laughs> yes, my parents are always like, you know. My day, we didn't have remotes. You had to get up and change the channel. Okay, <laughs> and after after a certain time, there was no TV. <laughs> Do you know, up until um, about five years ago, where my husband's parents live, which is, you know, a smallish city, there were still channels that turned off. They yep. do that here. No, I, I'm not surprised. They play the Korean national anthem as the last thing, and I think the first thing in the morning. And for several hours at night, there's nothing. Yep. Wow. Not even because a good little Korean should be in bed. <laughs> Just How the- many have you? I'm sure uh, Tabs has, but uh, Robin, did you see the last episode of Chuck? Gosh, did I? Um, yeah, probably. I'm sh- yes, I'm sure I did. I just- Adam Baldwin says in that episode, we're just happy to be doing good works. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. That made me squeeze so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, we've talked for almost an hour and a half, so I think we'll leave the podcasting behind. <laughs> but, Bushwhacked, join us next time when Melanie and I discuss Shindig. Yay! Awesome. Jane! <laughs> Kaylee in a pink dress. Enough said. Uh, and we'll be <laughs> back <Titan>. soon. <laughs> we'll be back soon, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Thank you for Still Flying is a part of quadruplez.com and the Between the Lions Studios Network. Our theme song's Gotta Fly by Marion Call. Make sure to check out her music by visiting MarionCall.com. This podcast is produced under Creative Commons license. If you like what you heard, please consider dropping a donation at our website, QuadrupleZ.com, or visiting one of our ad sponsors. Send your own reactions or comments on an upcoming episode to BetweenTheLinesStudios at gmail.com. Join us next time for an episode with our newbies. Ditch the sad cynic saying we're all the same Saying we got no really real adventures left to our names And no love and no truth and no spark and no mystery But I got a ticket off this rock and I'm history Grr, gah, yay, me Uh, 5'10", 5'10 and a half Yeah, that's pretty tall I didn't realize you were that tall, Robin yeah. I am a giant hey. And even, even I look Adam Baldwin in the armpit <laughs> <laughs> That's my quote for life now. <laughs> I, am a giant I would like to look Adam Baldwin in the armpit. <laughs>